Yo, what's going on, everybody? You know it is Chike back again, behind the mic, behind the laptop, bringing his thoughts and ideas to the to the cell phones and the, the wherever you guys listening to this podcast at. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to you know come back. You know, it's been a kind of a dry spell for me. Been a lot busy, a lot of a lot of grad school work. You know, just trying to get these applications in, law school applications, full time work, and stuff like that. So um, I just thought you know it's December thirty first today. Just wanted to kind of start off the new year, get this podcast back up and running because you know I have a lot of free time these days. So um, I just feel like this is a good way for me to kind of express the energy that I have because, you know, outside of work, I'm not really doing much. Just working home, you know, sleep, gym every now and then. So I like to add this in to kind of spice it up a little bit. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm just going to kind of dive right into it, just get back to uh, some more episodes every now and then, you know, mostly solo, just to kind of um, just kind of reflect on. 2021 20, just everything i've been through as a whole because you know i gotta got a lot to say um yeah so let's get into it so i don't really i don't remember what my last episode was about i think it was another update though but um i probably just start from like like may i want to say like right after graduation so um yeah lots been going on just been uh heavy lsat studying for law school and stuff like that um one thing about the lsat i don't really tell you about is that it is learnable but at the same time it's it's the dumbest test the dumbest you know interest exam i've ever taken in my life um sats i understand that for like recent high school grads just trying to just make sure that they're not complete idiots when they're going to college but the LSAT is it doesn't have anything to do with law in my my opinion like I know the MCAT has a lot of science questions a lot of chemistry stuff a little bit of vocab I think but the LSAT is just like a an IQ test or like a like a big puzzle you have to solve which I guess they they determine your reading comprehension which I understand of course you know lawyers a lot of reading but uh, reading comprehension, logical thinking, and just, you know, logical reasoning and sentence structures and things like that, um, which is all, you know, pretty good things to test when you're trying to go to law school, but just the way they do it, I feel like it could be done a whole lot better, a whole lot cheaper, a whole, you know, a lot more convenient for, you know, up-and-coming law students, so, um, yeah, so I started studying for that, like, maybe two to three weeks after I graduated, I had a, a law prep course, a LSAT prep course with a Princeton Review, which is very, very expensive, bro. I had to like use my, I think I used my savings money from like Gap when I started when I was working at Gap. I used my money for that. It was like two thousand um, dollars, like nine week course online, um, which I do recommend for anybody maybe thinking about going to law school. Definitely do, definitely do take a course. Um, you know, it is pricey, but <clears throat> I feel like at the end of the day, it is worth it if you're trying to just get a good understanding of the LSAT. Um, so basically what it teaches you is just, in my experience, what I use it for, what it teaches you is like a, a basic foundation of the LSAT. So what it is, what it tests, what kind of questions there are, the question structures, question types, and just things of that nature. So um, it's a really, really good baseline. Um, but you do have to do a lot of self-studying on your own, um, buy additional books. I bought, um, it's actually right in front of me, actually. Um, I've used the LSAT Bibles. So I used the study, the um, logical reasoning one, the logic games one. 
Uh, those are the only two that I use for the Logic Bible. So um, I just kind of use that as supplemental studying on my already baseline um, course that I was taking just to kind of give me an extra boost and you know, test my old knowledge when I had the chance. But um, yeah, that, that was a good, like I said, nine weeks, so about two months of some change. Um, yeah, I've learned a lot, but I don't feel like I could have done my best because at the same time I was working full time. Um, so just studying as soon as I got back home, then went to sleep, went back to work the next day, came back, studied. So very, <laughs> very burnt out quickly. So, um, yeah, so I was kind of, um, a little bit of wisdom there just to, if you're do are, are thinking about taking the LSAT anytime soon, um, I have a lot of books here if y'all want them and I'm not going to use these books. Hopefully never again so um i'll definitely be giving those out to any up and coming you know law school thinkers i'll just you know give those out but yeah i took the test twice took it in uh october i did okay i wanted to take it again i did it in november didn't do better than october i did worse actually but you know i thought i did pretty out i think it was okay it wasn't the best it wasn't what my goal score was maybe like four or five points from where my goal score was but you know i was burnt out like i said it's been like 10 10 weeks 10 12 weeks since i actually started studying i was just ready to apply and start my application so that's what i did so um i got my letters recommendations together i got my essay um what else did i get done together yeah. yeah, another thing they don't tell you about these law school apps is that it's very, 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 very expensive. Um, there's this thing called uh, CAS, the Credential Credential Assembly Service. Um, they just basically compile all your material into one thing and they send it out to the law school. So the whole, the actual like account cost is $200, but it's an extra $45 for every single school that you want to send it to. So the minimum application for any school, even if their own application fee is $0, the minimum you have to spend in order to apply through CAS is $45. So um, that was a good chunk of change. Probably spent close to maybe 1000 on just just on applications alone. So that was interesting. Um, let me actually go through the schools that I applied to. I think I did like 13 schools. I'm trying to run them off the top of my head. I did uh, American University. That's D.C. I really wanted to go to D.C. For some reason, I feel like that's a good hub, especially for uh, you know, the legal market. But I just feel like the, the environment as well is just it's conducive to my personality, to what I want to you know, live in and grow up in. So I definitely want to be in D.C. hopefully. So I applied to a lot of D.C. schools, a lot of Maryland schools, just that area. Uh, American University, I did George Washington University, I did Howard University. Um, what else did I do? Uh, George, Howard, I did UMD. Um, I think that's all for that area. I did Brooklyn Law. I did some schools in the South. I did Baylor. I did... Uh, University of Miami and there's some Philadelphia schools even though Philadelphia is like my very last um, very last choice because who wants to stay in Philadelphia for the rest of their life not me I uh, did Temple and just Villanova so just to kind of have something to call home I guess but I uh, did that um, what else did I apply to I'm losing it now. I did some like more higher ranked schools more prestigious schools um, that's another thing too like <laughs> law in itself and just legal market when it comes to getting jobs out of school is very um 
elitist and very uh you know they focus on prestige a lot so like the the better school you get into the more higher ranked school the better your job opportunities are you know when it comes to after when it comes to after graduation so i just wanted to uh dip my hat in those schools even though they're hard they are harder to get into i just wanted to you know give myself the chance so i did fordham university that's like a top 25 top 20 school i did boston university it's like top 30 um any other higher ranked schools i think that was it uh yeah that might have been it i did northeastern there's some boston schools yeah um that was about it. Nothing West Coast, nothing you know, too far north either. I, I kind of like the East Coast, so I just wanted to stay on the East Coast. Um, but yeah, like I said, that costs you know a pretty penny. So if you're thinking about doing it, definitely save up. It's not something you can really just do on a random Saturday. You got to work up to it. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I applied December 1st and just kind of waited to hear back, see what my options are so I can get up out of here by next August and start my start my life for real for real um but yeah in the meantime you know I've been working full-time like I said at this law firm and uh Philadelphia is a personal injury law which is you know something that I'm not too interested in but it is kind of cool just to see everyday personal you know injury stuff with things that a lot of people do deal with because you know accidents you know everybody gets to accidents um so it's interesting to kind of see that side of it <laughs> um and what it's, it's a very lucrative field. I think it's the most lucrative in, in the whole legal profession, personal injuries, lucrative field. And uh, now I see why, for real, for real. Because um, the way they do it is that a lot of a lot of attorneys work on something called a contingency basis, which is like the client doesn't owe anything up front. And if the firm doesn't win their case, then you don't owe anything at all. But where they make the money is the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, where they make the money is the, um, the settlement so they take their money out of the settlement and there's certainly there's a certain percentage that they take um, a lot of firms take 40 or 33 and a third so just you know you can do the math real quick maybe a hundred thousand dollar verdict we have 40 percent we keep 40,000 and that's just one case maybe get like a hundred 120 cases per month that's like 2,000 2,400 cases a year so it does it does add up a lot <clears throat> so um, but yeah, just just kind of stay on that topic real quick. The people that you meet in corporate life, I guess corporate America as a whole, or just maybe it is my job specifically. They're very interesting people to say the least. Um, I remember the first week I started there, um, one of our clients got into an accident with a, with a celebrity in Philadelphia. I can't really say the name, of course, but um, they're, uh, I guess, well-known celebrity in Philadelphia to do music. Um, when they first hit the name, you know, we're doing the intake, uh, they first hit the name. I'm like, that sounds very familiar. Uh, so I, I, I Googled it. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's probably, it might be her, but you know, uh, who knows? Um, but once they <laughs> sent the pictures and the car they were driving, I'm like, yeah, it's probably this person because name matches everything. So I was like, yeah, I'm the only person in the firm that probably knew it because everybody else is like 40 and up. So they're not really as hip as I am. So, um, yeah, that was part of the first real taste of like, oh, this is like real, you know, people, <laughs> this is something that people really put their lives into and that, that they that they work at for a long time. So um, that was like the first interesting thing that happened my first week. Um, even working in Center City is another thing as a whole, because like growing up, I 
I kind of grew up in Philly, but it was like West, Southwest Philly area, so it wasn't really too congested. But you know, Center City is a different, different beast in itself. Just you know, taking the trains and commuting and stuff like that. It's my first time really commuting on like public transport to work, which is, which is different. It's not difficult, but it's definitely a lot of characters on the train and in Center City. But um, yeah, Philly is just it's. It's interesting. I I started working over the summer, so you see a lot of homeless people outside, just in their little corner, and same people every day. So you just kind of get used to it. But um, yeah, it was just crazy people, homeless people. We even walk into the firm, try to get a case, and I I made the mistake like once or twice of signing up somebody that was just kind of looking for a buck, pretty much. Just you know, maybe they did get into an accident, but they weren't really as hurt where they needed therapy and stuff like that. Could really. Um, but the time it's like a two year long case, but I, I learned quickly that some of these people aren't really looking, aren't really having their own best interests. I mean, they have their own best interests at heart, but they don't really do it for the right reasons, so to speak. Um, so that was something that's learned early on that these people are very tricky. So, um, yeah, um, another, you know, kind of category of people you meet are like, I want to say people that you would never even meet or never even think of if you didn't work at a certain spot so um i met people that have been married to like celebrities or married to friends of celebrities and like have a constant you know constant what you would call it um rapport with celebrities you know they text them they call them call their mother stuff like that uh, another you know one big celebrity that um, this this one person was married to not married to married to their friend. They were always hung around them. They grew up with them, you know, things like that. So that was that was cool to see that as well. Um, uh, we didn't take her case though, but you know, she still kind of keeps in contact with the firm. Very nice lady, very 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 nice lady. Um, yeah, another segment which is also pretty cool is you meet a lot of um, rich rich folks out there. Uh, just walking down the street where you see their suits, even, you know, like I said, over the summer, uh, a lot of Ferraris, not a lot of Ferraris, just one Ferrari that was just always parked outside of her building, like two Maseratis, three Benzes, you know, it was just, it's pretty cool to see just the city life, you know, being inside that bubble. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. And um, doctors, uh, I work with a lot of doctors as well, you know, because we have to get our clients to physical therapy and, you know, these doctors are very connected with the firm. They have their own practice, making tons of money, walking in Gucci bags and stuff like that. I remember the first doctor I met that came in to kind of like introduce myself and because um, I was new to the firm, of course, so he wanted to uh, come down and just, you know, introduce themselves. Um, he had a Gucci bag on, you know, just something light, you know, very well kept, you know, nice, bright smile, skin was perfect, nails were trimmed, just looked very clean and relaxed. If I can, if I can say that, uh, it's very, it's very chill guy, about forty something. You know, has his own practice, does all that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's a different, it's a different world, but it's the same as like I guess any, you know, higher up corporate business. So, uh, it's very interesting to see that as well. Uh, another person we met was a former Playboy bunny. Uh, she was very, very weird person, but, um, yeah. She just kept going on and on and on and on about it. I'm like, okay, we get it. Somebody's a little bit maybe trying to relive the glory days, but she had a little, she had a little, you know, Playboy Bunny thing going on back in her past. I was like, did you ever meet 
uh, Hugh Hefner's like, yeah, he hired me. Oh, that's dope. That's cool. You know, trying to stroke her ego a little bit, you know, because she was very excited to tell somebody about that. She had her, her old picture on her iPad and everything. So I just kind of, I went along with it. Um, but yeah, she she was nice, cool. Um, uh, we have a lot of experience, too, out there, you know, where I work, too. Like my boss is a very cool guy. Um He's very, you know, charming and welcoming and stuff like that. He greets everybody every single day. Uh, he actually gave me tickets to Eagles game, box seats, mind you. Um, I think it was the start of the season around September time when he played the Chiefs. So it was cool, nice experience to, you know, sit in the box seat. He had free drinks, free food, everywhere. I can, you know, uh, <laughs> it actually really opened my eyes to, like, the the back doors of it because it was, like, free tickets from ABC I guess he has some type of connection with them. He's been doing this for a long time. He's very well known in Philadelphia. So it was very, you know, I felt <laughs> I felt out of place, but in place at the same time because we were the only black people there. I went with my sister. We were the only um, two black folks there. But it was still a very, very cool game, for very um, interesting stuff to see. So that was that was nice. Um, let me see who else do we meet. Um Oh yeah, we get I get taken out to lunches all the time. It's almost <laughs> it's almost I wanna say overdone, but they're cool people, but at the same time, the reason that they're taking me out because what I do, I, I haven't mentioned this yet, but what I do is I do intake. So I do all the new clients. I determine if they have a case or not. And if they do, I get them signed up, get their intake done, get them the physical therapist. So I'm the one that assigns them to the physical therapist office. I do all the referrals and stuff like that. So um, doctors and like other the offices really hone in on the intake people to get them to send new clients to their firm because that way they make money everybody everybody's happy so what they do is they take us out to lunches and stuff like that um i got taken the first time i was taken to this one really nice spot in philadelphia called love very fancy very you know like upper middle class people just dressed in like nice suits and stuff like that and had my <laughs> had my um doc martens and you know a polo on that day it was like over the summer so um yeah it was very interesting just to kind of see that area of you know the business and because i was i'm only 22 years old so everybody there is like twice my age even maybe even more than that so you know i just felt a little bit awkward as this young kid nothing in common with these people nothing to talk about besides business and just you know where i saw myself in a few years just aspirations and stuff like that um conversations were always very dry which is why i just kind of stuck to the food um but yeah they're, they're you know they're just trying to do their job i understand and stuff like that so i don't mind you know getting taken out to give us gifts and stuff which is very 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 cool to get you know i like being pampered so you know it's not that bad um another thing that is not talked about but you know everybody sees is the turnover rate you know i never realized how fast people turn over and you know full-time jobs because one day you'll see somebody you know even attorneys and staff the, the turnover rate is crazy you know you'll see somebody maybe like once or twice a week because like your your, your past don't really cross as much but a time goes on you see them less and less and less then you just forget about them because it's not like part of your routine you're like hmm wait i haven't seen this person in like two months then you figure out oh they probably left or got fired like a month and a half ago so um that was <laughs> that was interesting 
um yeah people just come in people leave people aren't or when i started i want to say people in general but where i started at um i would make my i made a big effort to try to meet everybody like i said i'm a young person there like one of the youngest um everybody's like over 30 over 40 you know been doing this for a very long time um so i, I mean i made my I made it my job to kind of just try introduce myself, say good morning to everybody, you know, say good night to everybody, say how are you doing, just make my face well known. Um, but nobody really introduced themselves to me. And like they knew I was new, of course, but like they wouldn't come up to me and say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, are you new here? You know, what what department do you work in? My name is such and such, you know, welcome to the team. Um, yeah, that was kind of I guess off putting a little bit. But I kind of get it. It's not like, you know, anything personal. Probably just not the best, you know. It's just a job, you know. People really aren't that psyched to see new people come in. But I thought it would be cool to us just to kind of introduce myself and just make everybody know that I'm there, my name, GK, blah, blah, blah. But so that's what I do now, you know, being there seven months. People come in, like, maybe twice a month. Uh, we get new hires all the time. So I make it, you know, a priority to introduce myself, make sure everybody's comfortable, you know, just to have that point of contact in the firm that you need from from somebody because you know if you don't have anybody to ask questions to you're going to struggle and that's going to lead to insecurities and insecurities leads to a poor job which leads to turnover rate which is just an on ongoing cycle so yeah I just kind of I wanted to be that be that person be that helping hand so that's where I am right now um yeah I've been there seven months hopefully I'll be there a few more months then off to law school is the plan um another another interesting story when i first started there um i'll have my well that's not important but um there was this receptionist um who's a guy um part of the lgbtq plus people um you know i was just you know, just doing my thing and he was actually leaving that like two weeks after I started, he was actually leaving. I think got another job somewhere, but he was there for maybe a year or such. Um, but he invited like everybody out to drinks that evening, so you know he invited me as well. I was like, yeah, cool. My first, you know, first work outing it will be tough. So we went around the corner, went to a bar. It was chill. Met a lot of other people, and you know, we ex- did we exchange numbers. I think so. I think, yeah, we exchanged numbers, something like that, to kind of just, you know, keep in touch. He said it was having a housewarming party. I'm like, yeah, cool, dope, dope, dope. You know, it's over the summer. We outside. I've been in quarantine for like a year and a half, so I was just down with whatever. You have a party, I'm there. Another cookout, I'm there. But, like, his text wouldn't be, like, the text of somebody that's just trying to, you know, see, like, what the plans are, what the moves are. It would be like, what are you doing? Like, at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, I'm like, just chilling, studying, doing my thing. And, like, I'm here thinking he's about to invite me somewhere or just, you know, say, I'll have this move next weekend, this party next weekend, trying to come through, you know, stuff like that, you know, as, as guys do. It's just very cut and dry, what you're doing, where here's the moves, bop, bop, doom. So, but it, it wasn't like that. It was very, you know, try to get to know you, all that type of stuff. I'm like, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to score the layup, trying to shoot his shot. So I had to shut that down with the with the quickness. So um, that was that was interesting. And well, it was funny because he he would come up to the firm maybe like twice so far, and like 
say hi or whatever. It was very awkward. But he, he's a cool guy, but it just obviously wasn't my thing. It's not my not my ballpark, guys. So, um, yeah, that was about it. Uh, anything else in work that's very interesting? Work is actually very boring. It's not a lot of... Um, not a lot of excitement. It's very mundane sometimes. It's very cut and dry. The people get on my nerves. It's very, you know, just nothing to really write home about. But yeah, that's kind of where I, I'm at right now. Um, like I said, I just want to kind of get on here is really, really let it out. You know, talk about where I've been, where I plan on going to. Um, is there anything else I want to touch on real quick? Nah, not really. My birthday's coming up. That's about it. January 11th, y'all. I do take Cash App, so. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, guys. I, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, like I said, I'm coming back with more episodes. I'm trying to do one a week now that I have time. I'm going to be talking about everything, maybe have more guests on, do a lot of more solo stuff. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, but, yeah, it's been another. I might even change the, the name of the podcast, too, because whatever it was very, you know, elementary back then. So might change the name i don't know might change the theme song but um hopefully you guys have a happy safe new year go get your booster shots or stay inside whichever one you want to do just you know make sure you're safe make sure your family's safe make sure you're not sick out here because um this omarion be be you know moonwalking over everybody's respiratory system we don't we don't want that do we so yeah Um, but here's 2022 y'all more blessings more opportunities and you know let's get into it thank you guys peace